Hey, welcome to the Coach Bo Knows Podcast on the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the undisclosed location of the O'Connor Advisor Group Studios. Check out all things O'Connor Advisor Group at OAGKS.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter and Instagram at Coach Bo Knows Show. Check out our Facebook page, search Coach Bo Knows. Uh, you can check us out. You can also email us at show at gmail.com. This is episode 12, three months in now. Thank you so much for uh, all you listeners that are listening and been giving us feedback each week. We certainly appreciate it. We've got a really fun chat today. Um, Genevieve Vernique is going to be coming in. and I, I love people who are interesting. I love people who have a unique perspective and a unique way of looking at things, and especially looking at life. And Genevieve checks all those boxes. Uh, Genevieve is, um, she specializes in body work, which is massage, physical therapy, those sort of things. And uh, I've gotten nowhere as she's been helping me uh, personally. But I, what I'm especially uh, proud of and kind of gotten to know her a little bit is some of the things she does in Vernique Arts. So she's going to talk a little bit about that during the pod. And I think you're really going to enjoy this. Genevieve has a great, outstanding look uh, outlook on life. And I just a positive thing. I love positive people. So stay with us and uh, enjoy this interview with Genevieve Renique. Hey, welcome in. Uh, hey, I'm sitting here with uh, Genevieve Vernique. And Genevieve is uh, someone that I have known for a short period of time, but I have come to not just really admire, but someone I just I admire and someone I really am just happy to meet and has come into my life. And I wanted to share what Genevieve does here in Lawrence and in uh, her story. And so, Genevieve, thank you for coming today and recording here on a Saturday morning with me. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. So uh, Genevieve runs Genevieve, uh, so Vernique Arts. Vernique Arts, yeah. So tell us about Vernique Arts. Uh, Vernique Arts is a collection of personal passions, um, different things that I am interested in that I've put a lot of focus on um, evolving and broadening so they've become just a collection of things that I'm super interested in, um, and it's how I spend my time. Okay. What would you say is your, your work focus, first off, first off? We'll talk about that first, and then we'll kind of get <coughs> further into the, you know, where you're going with everything. Yeah, so. Um, so it's interesting that you use the word work, um, because what I try to think about, especially with Vernie Gartz, is um, the idea of not working. I mean, obviously I am working, but I want to think of it as activities that I get to do okay. um, daily, right? Because yeah. I think if I can look at it m as less of work or I have to go to work yeah. or I have to work to do these things, I can, it's like a mind trick. I feel like I can uh, enjoy it more. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So mostly, uh, currently I'm doing body work is how okay. I spend okay. a big chunk of my day. Okay. And yeah. body work, uh, I mean, we obviously know about massage. I'm, <laughs> I, I know you from being here in the building. We're in the same building. You're with Dr. Bob here. Yeah. Dr. Bob New. And uh, you do a lot of massage, uh, stretching. We've been doing the stretching. That's where you've kind of come into my life and helped me tremendously. We've been working together, what, three or four months now? Yeah. yeah. And I can tell you that it has been a tremendous help to me and my my aching old body. Yeah. Uh, we do stretch like three times a week, and I'm just I'm as flexible now as I've ever been, even going back to like my younger years. So I'm really grateful, and and just the care what you take. I mean, I've seen it with mm -hmm. your patients, I've seen it with people myself, and just the care. But then it's also like the way you carry yourself, this pride mm -hmm. you you have in what you do, and I just think it's really special. So yeah. that's why I wanted to bring you on today and have you talk about it because I. I know your passion for what you do, yeah. and that's what we try to do here on this podcast. Is um, you know, I the, one of the overlying themes I talk about is you know it's the Coach Bo podcast, but it's you know we'll talk about coaching and how we all kind of help each other. Mm -hmm. And what you're doing is coaching. I like to say everybody's a coach in some way. You're mm -hmm. just doing it through a positive, you know, body works type of thing. Yeah. Whether that's through you know relaxation of a massage or. You know, the stretching piece athletically to help someone like me. It's something that, again, you're helping and being that resource. And that's being a coach. 
Yeah. And so that's why I wanted to thought you'd be a good fit today. So thank you. Yes. Um, talk a little bit about how you got started and yeah. how that happened. Um, it really was serendipitous, um, it feels like. It started with me seeking more things that um, interest me. I've always been a seeker, and this form of massage, um, I, it, it's Eastern in origin, um, and it came up into my reality, and I started to look into it, and then I took a course online just to learn more about how to do it, and it was... Um, so it was called Thai-based massage. It's um, a form of bodywork massage, touch therapy, whatever you want to call it, um, from Thailand. And I just thought it was really was a, like exotic and interesting. And um, I loved the way it looks um, when people are performing it. So I took this course, and one of my friends, I asked her to come and receive some body work, some Thai massage for me, and after her session, um, she insisted, not directly after, but we had a follow-up, and she said that, that I should get licensed so that I could come work at a ashram where she was running a program. Um, well, at first, I was not interested in going to get licensed. I wanted to do it strictly as for fun, as a hobby, when I had extra time. Um, but a few months later, she brought it up again, and so I looked into the licensing and um, decided to do it. I, I kind of said, why not? So, How long um, ago has that been now? That was in 2019. Okay, so, just a couple years. Yeah, a couple <coughs> years ago. A couple years ago. So um, how have you evolved in your body works in those two years? That's a really, really good question, and it's actually... Um, to me, the most interesting aspect of this process. Um, first of all, I didn't know what it would really be like yeah. um, connecting with a person yeah. um, between me and, and another being. Um, and I would say that before, at the beginning of this process, I feel like my... Um, how do I say it? I, I was a little bit more... I'm, I'm trying to pick the best word. Um, Go with your I don't back. want to say hyperactive, but okay. I feel like I was a little bit more... Um, Maybe hypersensitive? High, high strung. Maybe a little so, hypersensitive to it. Yeah, yeah, and I have a little bit, like, I, my attention tends to shift really quickly, and I'm in okay. this, and I'm that, so I, I jump around between things. I'm interested in a lot of... And so my focus was less... Um, was more out and, and less kind of in inside. Okay. So in order to do this work, in order to do this work well, um, body work specifically, you have to be grounded. You have to be able to maintain focus. You essentially have to spend the session in meditation so that um, you are focused on the person, that I am focused on the person that's on the table, their breathing, um, their reactions to my touch, their reactions to where they're feeling certain things. And so it really made me hone in on myself and on being within myself. And that was a big, big shift for me, if, if uh, that makes sense. Yeah, I want to go into that a little bit. Yeah. So I've noticed in the times we've been doing and we're just doing stretching and we're mm -hmm. sometimes we're on a mat, sometimes we're on a table and it's, you know, everything. I've noticed some of that sensitivity mm -hmm. where it's like you've noticed, I can just tell, mm -hmm. you know, I have a bad shoulder mm -hmm. and I can, you're working my right arm and you get my shoulder and you can tell where that spot is even before I get there. Yeah. And you mentioned the way you just said that, you said it's almost like you're meditating mm -hmm. during the session. Mm -hmm. Now that's something I find interesting because one of the things that I'm working on myself is trying to, I've had people recommend, they said, you know, but you need to go in and start meditating. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how to meditate. Yeah. How to even start. And I've asked friends of mine, well, what the hell really is it? I mean, mm -hmm. what is it just, is it sitting in thought? Is it, so yeah. tell me about that meditation. What's your mindset for that? That's where I'm going with that question. Very good. Get an yeah. idea of um, the meditation piece of that. Because I do think you become sensitive on that. And I've noticed that. I think it's wonderful. I think, for me as well, when I first 
decided to meditate. It was one of those things where I'm going to meditate in the morning and I'm going to meditate in the evening and I'm just going to, and it's so hard to sit there literally for, for some people to sit there and quote meditate. Um, so what I've learned mostly about what I, what meditation is to me is following your breath. It's all about connecting with where is my breath? Where is my breath? And then also shutting off the mind. So it's it's a practice of not falling asleep, but it, like when you only focus on your breath in and out, in and out, that's what meditation is. It's okay. trying to turn off the thoughts and connect with the breath. Okay. And All so right. it is something that, it's no longer a period of meditation for me. I try to meditate all day, which is I'm connecting with my breath, breath and I'm releasing thoughts, especially yeah. thoughts that feel stressful, thoughts that feel um, negative. What quote? And when I say negative, a lot of that's just like I'm no good, or I can't do that, or how am I gonna? How's this gonna happen? So those types of thoughts creep in all the time. Yeah. And so to me, meditation is the practice of turning that off and saying something that I want to tell myself, saying something that I want to hear, or even taking it to the next level and just shutting it out and like, not shutting it out. That's not the, it's so, cause I feel like there's still a processing point, but, but yeah. trying not to think about it. Trying not to make it your foremost thoughts. Mm -hmm. yeah. Try not to give it more meaning. Yeah. I, I like that. Let me ask, I want to get, you were talking about kind of, you follow your breath when you're in you, this. And I like that. I've noticed in sessions, mm -hmm. we've been there, you can tell when I'm having those troubles. Mm -hmm. Now, is it almost like you're in meditation with the person? Yes. Because um, uh, I've noticed how relaxed I am during this session. Like, I would never have thought while stretching mm -hmm. I would be relaxing. Mm -hmm. I've been through, you know, physical therapy in the past for a couple of injuries. And then I've been through, you know, like where I was working out a lot. And we would mm -hmm. spend time stretching pre and post-workout. And that was always more athletic, so you're like, you're trying to mm -hmm. do things. And so you do it to focus on your breathing, you know, breathe in deeper, breathe out so you can stretch. Mm -hmm. But I've noticed that focus. Do you feel like you also are kind of breathing with the person and that's how you find that out maybe? Yes, yes. Um, I really try to pay attention to <coughs> how somebody is breathing. So... It's a matter of also connecting with somebody when they first come in. How how are they walking in the door? How can I... Just kind of taking an assessment of mm -hmm. where I feel they are. And most people need a little bit of um, deep breathing before they can even really relax on the table. So I try to do a little bit of um, grounding and like deep breaths. And then my focus is to specifically like connect with the person's breath. So I'm trying to watch... They're breathing and taking it from a shallow breath to a longer breath yeah. over the session. Yeah. I've noticed that the time I've been with mm -hmm. you. I think it's wonderful. So, all right. Um, hey, one of the things I wanted to touch on. So, mm -hmm. you you know, we're here in Lawrence. Yeah. Lawrence, Kansas. And uh, um, you are not from here. You, mm -hmm. are, you are new here to Lawrence, Kansas. Yes. So you came here from Austin? I came here from Austin. Austin I'm Texas. originally from a uh, town... Just south of Austin called San Marcos. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So um, tell me, I think this is kind of courageous mm -hmm. in, in your situation. You, you decide you're going to move to Lawrence. And you have a friend here previously, someone you live with and, and are friends with. So kind of you had some base of operations and knowledge, if you will. But I think it's really courageous for someone who's an adult to just pick up and move. Yeah. And it seems like you've, you know, you've gotten here and now you've really kind of become part of the community. You've done a really nice job. I think people have embraced you and everything. But I agree. Um, tell me what about what's that mindset from picking up and moving? I mean, that has to be scary. <laughs> it really was. And it, I mean, to the point of a little bit of embarrassment, how, how scared I was and how okay. long it took me to really make the decision. It wasn't. Something that I was like, oh, let's go. Well, yeah, that's, that's a big decision. You're not going to make that uh, overnight anyway. So, yeah. So interestingly enough, the friend <coughs> that I have here, she and I met on another podcast. And this okay. podcast is all about creating your life, creating a life. Um, and a big part of, quote, creating your life is allowing things to come in that, and trusting 
Um, so it's about wanting the, the wanting certain things. And so for me, it was about wanting a business and, and um, not really knowing how I was going to do that. I've never been a business owner. Um, and so this opportunity to come do the business opened in Lawrence and it was at that time where I was at first I was like no I'm not moving to Lawrence yeah. it's crazy um but then it happened to be in a chiropractor's office yep. and that's who I wanted to work with yeah. if I had a choice I mean between that or going out um completely on my own I feel yeah. like being in a chiropractor's office um at this at that time and at this time is the most helpful for me um, and then at the same time was the opportunity to join the business networking international group. Yep. Yeah. And so, um, when certain doors open and it seems kind of like yeah. obvious, it's, it's where I'm learning to trust. Yeah. Um, and so, but even with those doors open, I was like, mm, I don't know. So I still had conversations. I went back and forth. I came to Lawrence twice to yeah. talk to Dr. Bob and, yeah. Um, so well, I'm, it was so a process. Dr. Bob New, who you're in the building here with, mm -hmm. we're all in the building. We call this BNI South now. Yeah. We got Dr. Bob, you got you, me, we got Stoker County upstairs. So you know, we got four members of BNI from our you know 25 member group here in one building. Um, Dr. Bob's someone I've known for years, and he's my chiropractor. And I knew that he was looking for when he moved over here, bought this building. He was looking for that massage therapist because there's some synergy there. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to develop some synergy with him personally and to know that it would be a good fit for the business? Um, that's another, that was definitely, I feel like, an area that was not at the forefront. <laughs> I'm not sure why, but um, I was more concerned with the logistics in getting here um, and the space yeah. and the group in, in, the direct connection with Dr. New um, wasn't on the forefront. I just, I think I really just felt good. I, I trusted and felt a connection just that he was a good person. And yeah. He was, um, so that trusting just, piece, you talked about that mm -hmm. earlier. You mentioned trusting as part of that, you know, creating your life. Mm -hmm. And so you guys, you felt like you had that with Dr. Bob pretty quickly. Yeah, without yeah. really even having to think about it yeah. too much. And I mean, in the back of my mind, I was still kind of thinking, well, I could exit. Yeah. You know, I could exit if I need to. Um, yeah. But it felt it felt good meeting him, and it, it felt comfortable. And, yeah. um, and he's a good guy, too. Yeah, he's, he's a great guy. He's a good guy, and I've yeah. known him for years now. And as I get to know him <coughs> more... Um, I'm just appreciating him more for yeah. his openness. His he's yeah. funny. He really oh, he's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> and the thing I like about him a lot too is if there if there's an issue that comes up or a, quote a problem, he really thinks about it and he really thinks about his role in it and how I don't know. I love that he contemplates. Yeah, he's not a lot of contemplators. He, he's not a reactive man. No, I really admire that about him. Yeah. That's something that, because I can be the opposite of that sometimes. I kind of, that's one of those things in my life I've got to have some growth on. Is I'm one of those that will be like, especially if I think someone's wrong me, uh -huh. I'm quick to go to the, as they say in the mafia, I'm quick to go to the mattresses. <laughs> um, you know, there have been many times I've come home and be like, Jen, we're at war with somebody, you know. Well, and you know, he's probably having the same thoughts, but he's just holding them in, mm. right? Well, um, I, and I know from, and I'm not going to give up too much personal thing here, but in conversations I've had with him, he's really happy with the relationship because okay. it's yeah. helped solidify his business. It's something else he can offer. And, you know, I like, I said this about my own business is that the more things I can do for a client, mm -hmm. the more willing they're going to be to stay with me. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, and I think, I mean, it's always been a part of business, yeah. but I think... At this time, in this era, where we are today, it's even more important. Yeah, um, I think so. I, yeah. Because you can get it. Most things can be done. Now, what you do really can't be done online. or the, mm -hmm. A lot of what I do, for instance, can be, you mm -hmm. know. And so you can find it, you know, somewhat cheaper or faster by doing mm -hmm. some things online. So one thing I figured out in my business was that I had to, 
you know, give more value. Yes. And I think that's what Dr. Bob was looking for. And we was looking yeah. at that going, okay, how do I give more value to my clients? And that has worked out well for him. It's worked out well for you because now you've got more clients and you're adding value to them. By if they have other problems, you can say, well, let's talk to Dr. Bob and see how he can help you. Absolutely. Those sort of things. So Absolutely. It's good to have synergy between people. Yeah. And so I, I find that. Um, uh, something you mentioned earlier, I, and I love this line. I'm going to use this. Mm-hmm. You've always been a seeker. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. What is that? What is, you Obviously, you found this lifestyle and career path, but what is it before that that, that made you say, I'm a seeker? I, I don't know if it's I just have a lot of energy, but, but I want to, when I think of, I want to know where it's from, where it started. Um, I've always been into history and like museums and traveling and just learning about things. So I think that's the seeker part. And so um, in this endeavor of body work or massage, um, it's the seeker in me wants to know all aspects of it okay. not just one part of it i want to know that the, the clinical aspects of it i want to know the energy aspects of it i want to know the kind of physical therapy aspects of it so i want to know i just naturally want to know as much as i can about these okay. mm-hmm. yeah so a lot of what you do is obviously the massage piece the the the, the, the stretching those sort of these Tell me more about Vernique Hart. There's more to this. There's a, there's a sub-layer here that I mean, yeah. you're kind of just getting out there a little bit now. Tell me about that. We talked a little bit about it off here, but tell me a little more about that and where you, you see it kind of going as well. Yeah. Um, so I super-duper love children. I love that they're just the way they are, that they're happy, that they, they really inspire me. Um, they generally always <laughs> positive to be around, and I just love kids. Um, and I also love painting. Um, and so if you put those two together, you come up with face painting. Um, and what I love about it is being around children and being, getting to work, work with kids, um, and doing something that, that I really love, which is, which is painting. I do different types of painting. So... That's now, what I've noticed in your face painting, mm-hmm. some, some examples, these are not like your typical, you know, like a kid, like a cartoon character. They don't look Tony the Tiger when you're doing yeah. that kind of thing. It's not that. It's, to me, a little bit, it's a little, a little more, it's a lot more unique in those kind of things. Tell me a little bit about that. Where does that come from or where does that? Oh, what, what, I mean, I just want it to be the best. Okay. Whatever I do, I want it to be the best. Um, and so I seek the best in the industry. I seek people who, um, and I follow people who have taken face painting to a next level. It's not che- like cheek art or, yeah. um, it is like legit, colorful, yeah. glitter, um, gems, just yeah. all the things that you can throw into a design. Um, in this process of creating Vernie Garts and, and adding these, um, kind of these, business ideas or I could make face painting into a business idea. Um, I can say that there was a process that I had of accepting where I was in it. Like, um, yeah, at first I started out like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to make this happen. But, um, there's more to it. Like you have to learn the skill or you have to actually get good at it. And that was a harsh reality for me when I first, I guess for anyone who's starting something new, it's, it's that point between <coughs> getting better or giving up. And so I could have given up or I could accept where I was and keep going. So at this point, um, it's still a process in, in getting more bookings and really feeling confident. I've got um, everything I need. It's, it's, it's still practice, though. I'm still okay. practice. With um, where do you see that business going? Where do you see that? Who is the best clientele for someone like that? Um, that? Currently, it's families, probably moms, okay. planning okay. their children's birthday parties. Their birthday, and, okay. Yeah. Those kind of birthday parties, those yeah. sort of things. Okay. Where would someone uh, be able to see some examples of this? Oh, good question. So I have some, a few things up on Instagram, but that's where I am in the process um, is 
getting some serious photography done yes. of my work is yeah. where I am. Not only that, and some video. Okay. Um, that's today, not today specifically, but um, where I am now. Okay, yeah. And yeah. I know you got a new website coming soon. Yes, yes, yes. That. All of it's and being we'll... redesigned to incorporate yeah. all of the arts yeah. and not just body work. Yeah, yeah. and we're gonna we're gonna make sure we share all that stuff, and we'll do it in the show notes and everything else. So, Great. what's your Instagram handle? Uh, Bernie Gartz. Bernie Gartz. Yeah. Okay. Well, and if you're listening to this, I'll put it in the show notes so you can get the link there as well. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so with Vernique Arts and where you're going, mm -hmm. where do you see your business, you know, three, five years from now? Are you give, um, giving that any thought yet? Yes. That's a yes, scary yes. thought. It is. So Especially for new businesses. I've been there. I want uh, my own studio. Okay. I want... I want to have uh, my own studio. I would like my studio to be designed by myself. I want all of the parts of how it looks and um, how it's made. So I would like to scale back on clients and, and take a lesser amount of clients and book more parties um, and more private appointments. Um, but then I'd also like to take my art... Um, to creating different things on paper, right? So cards, notepads, notepads, um, different things like that. Okay. Because I also draw. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ultimately, I want to work less. <laughs> <laughs> we all want to work less and make more. That's, it doesn't really work that way well, until you get to a certain point. Uh, I do want to make more, that. but I want more time. I want That's more important. See, more I, I like that. I, it's not about making more. It's about having more time. Yeah, because there's nothing more valuable than, than your time. Yeah, it's very true. I like that. Nothing more. Um, so, oh, I'm, you know. So, uh, a, a studio situation. Okay, so, um, I know one other thing that you, we, you were talking to me about this, and you're, you're going to get me there eventually, mm -hmm. is yoga. Yeah. Um, and, and you're a big believer in yoga. Yeah. And, and, and I, you talked about you did, you're there this morning before your appointments today. Um, tell me a little bit about that. And, that, you know, is it, is it part of that, um, that process that of, you know, you, oh, what am I trying to say here? Now I'm off. Um, you know, the, is it part of the, um, so is the, the yoga piece, is it help with your meditation? Is yeah. Is that part of that? whole kind of sphere of what you do for your health mindset and well-being yeah i don't want to get um too in detail about kind of yoga itself because i don't know all of the aspects yeah. about it but yoga itself um is more than just postures like body postures yeah. um those are a branch of yoga so mm -hmm. they yoga Really, what yoga really means is union with yourself. Yeah. And in order to have union, a better union with you, there are things that you can do to create a better union with yourself. Okay. And one of those things is postures. Because yeah. these postures, they build balance, they build strength. And they build flexibility. And so when you're practicing balance, when you're really focusing on strength, when you're really focusing on flexibility, what a lot of people don't know is that translates into your life. So yeah. you become more balanced. You become more flexible. Yeah. You be become more strong. Okay. Um, so that's what I love mostly about the postures yeah. of yoga. Um, another thing that's involved in yoga and union with yourself is connecting with your breath. And not only connecting with your breath, but there are breathing practices. And what these breathing practices do is it clears your mind. So if you're a person that really thinks a lot more than meditation, um, somebody who has a lot of thoughts could also benefit from a deep breathing practice okay. daily. And then there's meditation. Yeah. Um, that, and then there's karma, all that, under yoga. <laughs> that's where I was going with the yoga thing. A lot of what you're saying seems like it goes back to the meditation piece. Mm -hmm. and the, so I like that you know, you're thinking about that meditation. As you talked about earlier, you use that verbiage of you're a seeker. 
Mm-hmm. And maybe that yoga is a piece where you're you're seeking you know some more answers. Some yeah, more ways of doing yeah. Um, I was mostly driven by, and still continue continue to be driven by the pursuit of happiness. Like, how can I be more happy? I just want to be happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we all want that. Yeah. And you know, I think it, we're you know we're in that age where I'm a little older, but you know, we're in that age where you start to think about you know it. You know, money is nice, mm-hmm. you know, and we all want to be successful at some point, usually monetarily, but at the same time, happiness is worth a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, one of the things where you, can, you can't buy it, but you have to go seek it somehow, some way, to find our happiness somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you found your happiness on that pursuit that you talked about? You, uh, yeah. Um, Have you found some of it already? You're on the road. You're seeking it. But <laughs> are you there? Happiness. Um, for me, happiness came from the confidence that I developed in going after these um, endeavors, Vernique Arts, and witnessing my successes that I that I essentially created. Um, and so that brings a lot of happiness to me. Um, that I am, I am kind of in charge of, there's nothing better than freedom and freedom of <coughs> time and freedom of choice and freedom to make decisions in the way that you want to make them. Yeah. And so being able to do this is what makes me happy. Okay. I so, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I've noticed is someone who, you know, I worked in my business, you know, I worked for the big box company for a long time and, mm-hmm. I, and it was a great way to learn the business. And then I came to my own thing. You're right. There is some happiness and there is some, um, that time. And sometimes I give up a lot of time because I'm working certain things, especially when I'm working in the businesses and on the business, as I like to say. But, um, you mentioned that you gain confidence by chasing the endeavors. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that too. Mm-hmm. And not just, in, I mean, I noticed it myself is what I mean, is that you you start to wonder, well, can I do this and can I do this? And then when you do it, you accomplish this. Like you get the, the big client or you try something new and you and it works and you go, oh, wow, I can do this. And that little bit of confidence, <clears throat> yeah. it, first you get your foot in the door and then you have a little confidence because you're in success, it's, something worked and now the door is wide open. Mm-hmm. And so I find that to be, um, you talk about that confidence piece. It's because not a lot of people walk around confident. Yeah. And I mean, it's in, it's that they've got thoughts going on, right? And yeah. some of those thoughts might've been shaped by their families <coughs> or their circumstances. Um, yeah. so it's not easy to tell people to just be happy. Um, yeah. and I'm not a proponent of, I think that's, it's not necessarily a problem, but this idea, it's like a false happiness, just be happy. Yeah. Um, so getting to underneath what the foundation of what kind of happiness is, and it's about working to do more of what you love. I keep using work, and I say I don't want to work, but yeah. taking steps to do things that are unique to you that bring you happiness. And for everyone, that is different. And loving those things and practicing those things and bringing more of them into your life. Um, because what what I believe and what maybe a lot of people don't really understand is there are unique things to each person that only they can do in a certain way. And if we can tap into what our unique gifts are and give that back to other people, um, that brings happiness. I love that. Mm-hmm. That is that is absolutely incredible. Uh, I think you just described something. You know, it's funny. I do these interviews, and I most of the time I know the people we're doing stuff with, uh, for the most part. And when I'm doing it, I'll be in the conversation. And and I don't. You asked me earlier. Do you have any questions written down? And I never do. I just have a few questions in my head, and I know where I'm going to go. But then I kind of things take over. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of what you're saying there, I had a follow up question. That because of what you said, I completely lost. Mm-hmm. And it was because what you said was profound. I love it. You said things, unique things. We all have unique qualities to each mm-hmm. other, to ourselves. And that happiness is giving those gifts to others. Yeah. 
that's really special. I mean, yeah. that's where, that's what this is podcast is all about. It's about, you know, understanding that we all have some gifts to mm-hmm. give and share with one another. Um, that's absolutely great. That's mm-hmm. going to be our line we're going to use right there. That's every, every interview I get something. I get that little nugget. And that's what it's going to be this week. So thank you so much. Yeah. Well, as, as we go, I just already know that. Um, if um, you talked about where you want to go as far as the studio and where you see yourself in a number of years, um, you talked a little about happiness and, and how things are going. Where or what, um, where do you see the next 12, 18 months going? Right? You know, you're, you're kind of new, you know, <laughs> new to Lawrence, you're still working on that, but... I mean, are you happy with how things have started? And then, definitely. Yeah. Um, I don't have a. I mean, I have plans uh, for the next eighteen months, but I, it's that's the funny part is I got here, and didn't really imagine the full picture. Like I knew I was gonna know these people mm-hmm. at BNI, and I was gonna have a relationship with Dr. Bob New, you know, at the mm-hmm. clinic. Um, but it's been interesting to see the depths of these relationships and how they're forming, and um, I'm enjoying it. And I'm mostly just kind of taking it as much as possible, like moment to moment and one day at a time, okay. and one month at a time. Right. Um, I know you're very thoughtful, mm-hmm. and we can see that just from the interview today. Are you a goal setter? I do have some goals. Okay. Um, so, yes. Okay. Yeah. How do you, um, and it's kind of unique, I'm, I'm kind of, my business is different. You know, I deal with a lot of numbers. How do you set goals when it's, when you're really starting to, you're wanting to spread those gifts? So, yeah. where I'm going with that is, for those of us who are out there that listen to this and going, man, I've got a gift and I want to spread mm-hmm. it. How do you set goals on that? Yeah. You know, how do you say, hey, I want to help, you know, People or you know, it's we say when we have a goal, we want to make it you know uh, measurable. Yeah. You know, but how do you set a goal when you want to help people and make some changes or? Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. So for me, um, so you have a bigger vision, right? Yeah. The biggest vision that you can imagine, right? Yeah. But you have to be in alignment with each step that goes towards that okay. vision. So you can't. Because you have to believe it. So you, if you have this big, huge vision of what you what you want to do, you can't accomplish that fast. There's no there's no way that that can happen. Yes. You have to take it doable step by doable step, and because you can believe you can do the next step, right? Yeah. So for me, the first step was licensing, and so I had to let go of owning a business and. Um, all of the other parts, because my first step was to find a school, get the license, show up to the school, mm-hmm. do the classes, really engage and learn all about it. Um, so staying in alignment with the next step is having the bigger vision, but staying in alignment with the next step. So being curious as well, like at the very beginning of something that you just like, I have this, I want to do this and I am curious about it. But I'm not, there's no way I can do that. Like, I think that's where people get stopped. They just can't imagine that they can do something. But it's like imagining when you were a kid, right? Like, you, we used to pretend and play and imagine. It's the same thing now as an adult. If you don't have it, but you can still pretend and you can still make things happen without so much attachment to it being grand or big or accomplished, right? You want to just kind of stay small until you can get bigger and just grow out. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love the comparison to childhood because as a parent, I think one of the times I'm dealing with this now with a a near 20-year-old now, it's one of those things where you start to say, well, you know, how come they haven't learned from the lessons I've told them? But what you got to realize is they they can't see through your eyes. Absolutely, yeah. Which I then now have taken those lessons as a parent. I've used them in my business. Um, It made me a better person, I think, too, Mm -hmm. because I know that where I used to be a little bit of a hothead about things. Mm-hmm. Now I go, oh, wait a minute. They don't have the frame of reference to understand that. Yep. Same as a child. Yep. And I think you, you're, you're right, you're spot on where you say, well, it's not that you can't do something. You just don't know how to do it yet. Mm-hmm. So now you have to let that curiosity come in. 
Yeah, and um, be okay with where you are in the process, even if you don't like it. I remember when I first wanted to do henna. Um, henna is a an ancient art form that's done with a plant that's gr grounded and it leaves um, a stain. And so these beautiful body embellishments can be made with this plant. Mm -hmm. um, and so there was a process to learning how to make my own henna. It was a process to learning how to make the cones, to mix it, to learn the consistency and all of that. And so when I first started, I wanted to do it. I wanted a henna business. I wanted clients. I wanted to make yeah. these beautiful pieces of art. But first step is to literally like YouTube, how to make the, where do I get the paste? How do I make it? Yeah. And there's all types of, and so I remember being also overwhelmed in the process of mixing it because there were you know, hundreds of videos on how to make henna, what's the right way. And, and I could see a lot of people, or not a lot of people, I don't, I don't know, but how people could get discouraged really mm -hmm. easily because how do you get from this to making that? And I, maybe because I got discouraged in the process, um, but I, the first, Kind of event that I set up at I, I paid to have a booth and I went there and I didn't even have real henna designs so I just like drew them out and put them up on them and like not one person stopped to receive henna for me yeah. and that could have been a place where I was like I am so and I did have these thoughts like yeah. what am I trying to do what yeah. am I trying to be I'm never gonna get what am I thinking um and so I had the thoughts but I just kept going and and I'm still trying yeah you're yeah, and it's trying. gotten better, and it's gotten better, and it's gotten better, and it's gotten better. I, yeah. I just love your story. I love the story about how it's, there's roadblocks, but you're like, yeah, screw the roadblock. I'm just going to get past it. You know, yeah. It's, you you know, have to. You have to accept yeah. who you are. Um, you have to accept how things are. And the more that you can get into acceptance of you and all of your weirdness and all of your rawness and all of your mistakes and yeah. the the better the happier i think a person can be if they're yeah. just like whatever you know, i'm gonna I, keep going i agree with that 100 percent. i think that every successful person i know has just accepted who they are mm. it doesn't mean you don't work on becoming what you might think is better mm -hmm. we all want to be better we all want to be better you know we want to be better persons. We want to be better, you know, husbands, wives, you know, parents, sons, daughters, whatever, friends. Um, but we all want to. But you need people who accept who they are in their heart. Yeah. Those are the people who are successful because they can say, "Well, here's who I am, and here's how I can now share." Absolutely. Yeah. And then we need more of that. Yeah. We need more of that because. Life is messy and life is up and down and things happen and if we just hold that in and don't share those parts of ourselves because it's not perfect or it's not what we think other people are going to love us for, maybe we feel like they'll reject us if those parts of ourselves come out, um, that causes disease. Um, <laughs> it's like takes it a whole, yeah. but like it, it lives inside of us, right? Yeah. This this tight pent up kind of I can't share that I can't be open I have to close myself off yeah. so what we need more now I think is more real like just openness honest honesty um more communication with each other and just more openness we're gonna wrap it up here in a second I got a couple of last thoughts here for you um what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given Except Mm. I'm going to try it. Let me see how my... Your capacity to love is your capacity to accept. Wow. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's... Where did you get that? I don't remember. Um, I don't remember offhand. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. What's the worst piece of advice you've ever been given? Oh, worst piece of advice. Man... That going to college is going to set you up for life. We're dealing with that right now in our family. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm of that opinion. You know, I'm, you know my, my son's one of those. He's, he's thinking about it. He's, he's kind of swaying back and forth. Mm -hmm. Should I stay in school or should I not? And I've finally gotten myself as the parent over the fact of he needs to go to school. Mm -hmm. you know I, I mean, if I could go back in time, I, if I could do that, I... 
I mean, I'm happy the way my life has run its course, um, and I really don't have a lot of regrets. But if I could, like, if there was a way that I could do it all over again, I probably would have skipped college and, like, played in some more fields. Like, I might have yeah. been a hairdresser for a little while. Maybe yeah. I would have done, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Just I, I always say if I could go back to tell my, you know, 18, 20-year-old self something, it would have been to work harder when I was younger. Mm. I felt like I didn't work as hard. I didn't give myself the best opportunity to succeed when mm -hmm. I was young, mm -hmm. and I had to learn it the hard way later. Mm. So that was the one thing I, if I could give like advice to the young people, I would say, hey, um, there's a there's a line between, you know, working hard and you know making your own gravestone or working diligently to accomplish your goals. Yeah, and having done what I've done now, and really kind of accomplishing everything that I wanted mm -hmm. to do in the past, um, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. I mean, there's just. There's really nothing stopping us from yeah. living more fully yeah. um, and, and doing more of what we love. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I would agree. Like, don't waste time. Yeah, don't waste time. Yeah. All right, this is the last thing we do. Every podcast, every guest, I try to end with these last. Just a few silly questions. So. All right. Um, first ones are either or, okay? A couple of these are food-related. Biscuits or cornbread? Biscuits. Okay, all right, all right. Um, do you like rain or snow? Which one do you prefer? Rain. rain. Okay. Uh, if you were a superhero or you had a superpower, what would your superpower be? Hmm. What would my superpower? I mean, some a lot of times I catch myself being, oh, if I could be a fly on the wall, so probably like be invisible, so I could okay. go go to. Cool places totally that I'm not place. supposed to be at, you know. Totally acceptable answer. <laughs> or not invited to. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, who's the most influential person that you've had in your life? Oh, man. Influential person. Um, it was a woman that my aunt worked for. Her father is the um, owner of a big chain uh, grocery store company in Texas called um, HEB. Mm -hmm. And... My aunt worked for her. She was actually her housekeeper. And so I got to go to her mansion, her big house, um, sometimes. And I just, it was a different way to see how people lived. Okay. And, and it wasn't just that, that, you know, she had money. But it was the, the things that she chose to spend her money on and the way that she spoke to her children and the way mm -hmm. that they spend their time together and how much love and interest she gave to her family members and me like when she would see me she was just genuinely interested and um i just loved everything about about her and, and her her family all right yeah i'm gonna let it go on that one yeah it's gonna be thank you so much this thank has been you. so much fun i've enjoyed this i've gotten a lot out of this i'm gonna come back here in a couple minutes with a couple of wrap-ups some of myself here and for a kind of a summary but uh, thank you so much thank for doing you. this today I appreciate you seeing me on a Saturday and doing this. So, Yay. Thank you. I hope you enjoy it. And I hope you listen on Monday when it's out. So, <coughs> hey, yeah, that was Genevieve Vernique from Vernique Arts. We're going to get um, her Instagram and her website will all be in our show notes. Definitely take a look at that. And uh, I'll be back here in a moment to uh, do this little wrap-up. Hey, Coach Bo back here. I uh, hope you enjoyed that interview. Genevieve is such a great uh, lady and what a super interview. I just love people who have passion, who are, are not afraid to chase their passion, and, and end up giving back in the meantime. I There was a lot here to take out, and I hope you, you, a couple things I hope you got from this is um, a great quote of, accept who you are and accept what you are. And I totally agree with that. I think that when you accept who you are, that you will end up being true to yourself. And that allows you to be successful. Um, there's nothing more valuable than your time. Uh, another great quote from Genevieve. I think that's so true. You know, a lot of times we focus on the dollars. And I know I'm guilty of that as much as anybody else. But time is worth money. It's worth anything else. It's the most valuable thing we have. But we talk about, you know, we want to be in shape. We want to live longer. But what's the, you know, you need to make sure that you're doing those things and valuing that extra time. So uh, I hope you guys got a lot out of that. 
I love her passion. I love everything about her, you know, talking about how, you know, maintaining focus, you know, talking about goal setting. I love the talk, the talk about goal setting and, you know, having that kind of top line vision and then being in alignment with each step. And I think that's wonderful. Um, I know that sometimes we get that idea of we want to be this and we start thinking about the steps and sometimes a step is too daunting or a step can be something that maybe we don't fully understand was part of the process. So I think that was great. And then one thing I've loved about Genevieve in the time I've gotten on her is her curiosity. I think that is just wonderful. I love people who are curious and always seeking more information about everything. So uh, if you get a chance, check out Genevieve. If you're local here in Lawrence, I'm going to tell you now, you will not find a, a better um, you know, massage therapist or someone that you can trust your body with and and not just make you feel better, but I mean, injuries. Uh, I myself use her three times a week for stretching just to kind of get my old body and my old limbs in motion. And it's wonderful. It's been a great deal of help to me. Um, but then Vernique Arts and what she's doing there, I, I couldn't be more proud to call her a friend. And I couldn't be more proud to see someone being true to themselves, having a vision and moving forward. So uh, kudos to uh, Genevieve. We're going to be sharing uh, her Instagram, her Facebook page. Currently, her website's under construction, but we're going to have the link in the show notes anyway. You can come back to it, uh, check her out, and uh, thank you for joining us. So a big, huge thanks to Genevieve Vernique for joining us on the Coach Bono's podcast. Uh, thanks to Tyler Jones and everyone at Studio Soapbox for all you do behind the scenes. Most importantly, thank you to you, the listener. We wouldn't be here without you guys. Thank you so much. Don't forget, if you get a moment, rate us and review us, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. If you could give us a review, five-star review, we're certainly grateful, and it is a tremendous amount of help to us. Getting up those ratings a little bit really is helpful, and your five-star reviews are a big part of that. So until next time, I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. Have a great week. We'll see you on the Point Five Pod, and remember, and remember that the energy that you put out is what's the same energy that you get back. Thanks and have a great week.